0: Good morning, connection. Good morning. Y'all doing well? Yeah. Hey, I'm real excited about the series next week. A better story. Wow, it's uh, gonna be awesome. Uh, talking about uh, finding your identity in Christ. How how Christ sees you. You know, a lot of times us we uh, we see ourselves distorted. We we don't see the true picture of how Christ sees us. So uh, be, be sure to be sure to be here. It's gonna be a, gonna be an awesome series. This week we're finishing up. Bigger than me, and. Um, so so glad that you're here this morning. I hope your favorite football team won yesterday. A lot of our uh, did, we just didn't fare too well. Doesn't seem like th- throughout the weekend. But anyway, another week next week, and uh, we'll get going with it and 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 uh, and do better. Do better. We hope. Um, this morning, as I was, I, I came in for some you know some prayer time and 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 ask, asking God to uh, prepare me for what He wanted me to say, and and and, and He changed some things up on me. So. Uh, I was like, well, thanks a lot. And, um, but anyway, he, he did. Um, it, looking at this series bigger than me, I, I, I started thinking back. I, I started thinking back on, on, on some of the messages that you know that Brandon pr- preached. And, uh, and this verse came, came to mind. And uh, it, it's a common verse. It's Matthew 28, 19, and 20. It says, Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe everything I have commanded you. Jesus tells us, y'all, that it's, uh, it's my job and it's your job to make disciples. He makes it very clear, makes it very clear to us. Our mission here at Connection is uh, we feel like you know, God has given us, he wants us to reach 10,000 people, 10,000 people with the gospel and uh, with 80% in connect groups, serving and giving generously. That's a big task. That's a big task. Um, our values are, it's all about Jesus. We have it out there on the wall and we just don't have it out there just for you to be able to take a picture by. It's really what we believe here because it is all about Jesus. It is all about Jesus. We want to glorify him in all that we do here at Connection. I want to glorify him with my life. Now, I fail a lot of times. I have failed this week and and. uh you know, I, I, wasn't, I wasn't bearing my cross. I wasn't taking it up. I was sitting it down, wanting to do some things on my own. We run into that. But I just praise God, and I was thinking that He's a forgiving God, that we can reprent, repent, and that He accepts us. He, he, uh, he may not, you know, agree with where we are, but, but He's not going to leave us there. And uh, that's one thing that, that I love about, about now being, being saved and knowing Christ is that um, we can still sin, but we ain't going to be happy doing it, that he's going to convict us of it. And that is just so great that now I don't have to live in that bondage anymore. We're going to, connection, we're going to listen to God and do what he says, y'all. That's what it's about, listening to God and do what he says. And when we do, that's when he gives us ownership of this vision. You know, God's got that plan. He says for us to go and make disciples. Did God need us to do that? No. He could do it all on his own, but God chose to let us be involved in his plan. And that just, that pumps me up. That gets me excited to know that uh, just a, a great God would allow me, someone like me, to be involved in what he's doing. And he has that plan for all of us. And he, and he, and he says it here. That connection, uh, God really put this on my heart this morning, and, and I want to read it to you. And so I jot it down. It says, our our success is not to be measured by the land that we have or the building or the budget or by the different ministries or even if you call Connection Church your home. The success of Connection Church is to be measured by whether or not we're making disciples, people who are obedient followers of Christ, people who know that he is the Son of God and that he is their Lord and Savior. That's what it's about. That's what I feel it's about at Connection. We want this to be a place where people's burdens are lifted, where we can can help them take their next step, where we share the love of Christ, and they just just know it, that they feel welcome. God's got us wanting to, um, he wants us to be a place where sinners can find grace. He wants us to be a place where, where, where people can come as they are, Y'all, we're a bunch of jacked up folks. The Bible says that, you know, there's none righteous. No, none. No, not one. Not one of us. It's only through God's imputed righteousness, through Jesus Christ on that cross, that there's any good to us. And it's when he lives in our hearts and does that. So this morning, that's what I've been thinking about, is this task, this vision, this mission, all this that God wants us to do, all that we've been preaching that's bigger than me, series. And God really hit me with this. And it's a question that I got to ask you because God asked me, am I bigger than you? Wow. Are you living your life in all that you do that God is bigger than you? Or are you living your life to where you are bigger than God? How is it? How is it? That's the question that I have to ask today. I'm going to pray and then we'll get started. Dear Heavenly Father, just thank you. Dear God, just thank you for this day. Just thank you for everyone that's here. Dear God, just please right now, God, instead of us taking one step, dear Lord, let's just just stand still. Let's just stand still, dear God, and hear from you. Because, Lord, you are bigger. You're bigger than all of us. The task you have placed before us here at Connection is bigger than all of us. It's bigger than me. It's bigger than the ones on the front row, the ones in the back. It's bigger than all of us, and we need you. So, dear Lord, just help us see where we can make you bigger and put ourselves under your authority. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. This past summer, I got to go to the Dominican Republic. On a mission trip. It was awesome. Went with 14 ladies and me on a, on a mission trip. Wow. I'll be honest. I was a little scared. I was, I was apprehensive. I felt like I needed to take care of all these ladies. They ended up taking care of me. They were awesome. It was. It was, it was a great trip. Uh, we got to share the love of Christ. We, we got to, in, in many ways, we got to do some evangelism. We got to do some serving. We got to... Uh, we got to go to an orphanage and, uh, and, and do some stuff, carried some kids, bought us some shoes and just got to eat with them. And then we did a, a city ministry with a bunch of kids, about 200 showed up and just, man, it, it was just awesome. It was, it was, it was great. Did some landscaping projects for a woman's home, just, man, and just, just the fellowship and, and, and seeing how these ladies just, just worked together and just, just came together was just, just truly awesome. That kind of stuff a boom, boom. I'm telling you. Go on a mission trip, it, it's just, it'll, it'll change your life. It, it really will, it really will. But on the last day, we, we went to do some fun things. We wanted to experience the culture over there. We, we wanted to, to, to see what was happening, so we went to, this, uh, went to this monkey ranch, or the monkey jungle, something like that it was called, and I think I got a picture of it, maybe. There it is. So, so we go in this, this big enclosure, I'll explain why my eyes look like that in a minute. It's not drugs, y'all. That's been a long time ago. But so it, it, we were visiting with these monkeys. And before we went in, the guide, the, the guide she comes out and she says, all right, here, here's what we do. You know, we got this enclosure. These are squirrel monkeys. And the reason they're squirrel, they're called squirrel monkeys, because they ain't much bigger than squirrel. So, and she said, I'm going to give you food. I'm going to give you a plate. And here's what you do. You just stand there and you, and you hold the food. And these Squirrel monkeys are going to come all out of these trees and they're going to come down to you. Now, the monkeys are allowed to do whatever they want to to you. But you cannot touch the monkey. Do not touch the monkeys. Don't make any sudden movements, any loud noises, or they'll just boom. They'll go and they'll be gone. And they'll go back up into the trees. I said, okay, well, that's cool. So we get in there and, and, and we get down. We walk. She's telling us about the monkeys and all that. And here them little jokers start coming. You know, they start coming all around. And they're they all around on the rails and jumping from trees and everything. And so they give us this plate of food. Monkey chow. I didn't know that. They actually make Perina monkey chow. Uh, I'm serious. And, and then they had some food on there. So, so they gave us each a plate with, with some food on it. And, boy, when you got that food, here come, here come the monkeys. You know, and they just started doing this. Now, I kind of thought it was pretty cool at first, but then I got to watching these monkeys. Monkeys is nasty. <laughs> monkey walking around like that there. <laughs> like that there. You know, monkey, monkeys, you know, they, they do things, they're animals. And the next thing I know, these monkeys is all over me. And they got their little monkey hands. And they got little monkey feet and they all kind of sweaty and it was hot over there. And so then we touch it, started itching and I just, boy, I just be honest, I really didn't like the monkeys all over me. And then one of them was a male monkey. And I could just feel this monkey on my head. So I couldn't take it no more. I, I grabbed the monkey by the tail. Now you're not supposed to touch the monkey. And when I grabbed the monkey, he went, and went up in the tree. And three or four of them scattered. I'm like, whoo! But at least I had the monkey off of me. Now, I'm saying that because a lot of times we as Christians, and we in church, we kind of act the same way. We want to go, and we want to reach out. You know, we listen to our guide, Jesus, right? He gives us what we need. He gives us the food that people need for their hearts. He gives them the living water, right? And we go out, but then, by our very own nature, and by what we've been taught, we see people as different, and they irritate us a little bit, don't they? You know, they may not dress just quite like we do, or they may not act just quite like we do. They may have been through some things, and you can tell, you know, that they just, you know, maybe they're, uh, maybe they maybe they've been drinking, maybe they, uh, maybe they're on drugs. I mean, maybe they're they're just just a little little bit different, you know. Maybe they're a different race. You know, we just, we get a little uncomfortable. Y'all, we as a church, we can't be that way. It's time for that to stop. There's so much going on in this world right now, right? We got people hurting in Texas. We got people against each other. We got people, so one group wants to tear down something, Another group wants to put something up. Another group just thinks that that they matter. Let me tell you something. 2,000 years ago when Jesus hung on that cross, all lives mattered. All lives mattered. That's why he did it. That's why he did it. And we as Christians, we as believers, have got to get past ourselves and realize that Jesus is bigger than me in our lives. And the only way we can do that is to do what he says, do what he says. So this morning I wanna read, when I get messed up, and I do, I gotta go back to where it all became real for me. One night in my driveway, drugs, alcohol, my wife was gone, my youngers are gone, my wife for 14 years, about to lose my home, I'd already lost my job, everything that consumed me was me. I was bigger than Jesus for most of my life in my eyes. And God showed me the cross when I got on my knees. And I asked him to change me because I couldn't change myself. And he did. So I want to read the account of the cross today. And let's take a look at it and what all surrounds it. And how God wants to speak to us through it. We're going to be in Luke chapter 23, verses 32 through 49. Verse 32, two other men, both criminals, also were led out with him to be executed. When they came to the place called the skull, they crucified him there along with the criminals. One on his right, the other on his left. Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. Remember that. And they divided up his clothes by casting lots. The people stood watching and the rulers rulers even sneered at him. They said, he saved others, let him save himself. If he is God's Messiah, the chosen one. The soldiers also came up and mocked him. They offered him wine vinegar and said, if you are the king of the Jews, save yourself. There was written notice above him which read, this is the king of the Jews. One of the criminals who hung there hurled insults at him. Aren't you the Messiah? Save yourself and us. It was now about noon, and darkness came over the whole land until three until three in the afternoon. For the sun had stopped shining, and the curtain of the temple was torn in two. Jesus called out with a loud voice, Father, into my hands, into your hands I commit my spirit. When he had said this, he breathed his last. The centurion, seeing what had happened, praised God and said, Surely this was a righteous man. When all the people who had gathered to witness this Sight saw what took place. They beat their breasts and they went away. But all those who knew him, including the women who had followed him from Galilee, stood at a distance watching these things. I know that's a lot of verses, but but, but that's that's what we see here. If we take a look at the big picture, we know that Jesus went to that cross to, to, to give us forgiveness, to take the wrath of God upon himself that we deserved so that we could be saved, so that we could be forgiven and have eternity and eternal life with him, not be separated from him. That's what the overall big picture is. But there's so much more in this that God has shown me, so much more that's going on. And I think when we take a look and we break it down, we can see some things that we don't want to do, how we don't want to be. And if we're going to be the church where people or sinners can come and find grace, where they can know that it's okay not to be okay, then I think we can learn from this. I know that we can learn from this. And let's see what God has for us. The first thing I see is in, in, verse, in, in one of the first verses, it says that, that what did Jesus do? He said, he said, Father, forgive them for they, they, they know not what to do with. Y'all, Jesus was praying for them. First and foremost, we as a church, if we want to meet the mission and the vision that God has for us, prayer has got to be first. Prayer has got to be first. Without prayer, all of our stuff becomes more bigger me when we don't pray. We'll tend to fall into maybe doing good things, but we'll tend to want to do things good because of ourselves. You give me just a few minutes and I can get wrapped up in some bow. I sure can. You know, and I have to to remember to take up my cross daily, as Jesus says. Not to put it down and just walk my own way, but take up the cross that he gave me. That he gave me to bear and what he wants me to do. And he wants you to do that as well. The second thing I see here, Jesus was, he, he was fulfilling uh, a prophecy here, back in back in Isaiah, and uh, when 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 he talks about that that he was uh, he 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 bore the transgressions and, and he interceded for those. This is what this is what the prayer is is referring to. Jesus said on the Sermon in the Mount, Matthew five verses forty three and forty four. He says, "You have heard it said, love your neighbor and hate your enemies. But I tell you to love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you." Jesus, y'all was praying for the ones that were killing him. Just thinking about it. I mean, just think about it. You, 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 had, the, you, you had the soldiers there that were, had ripped his clothes off. You know, they, they had beat him. They had you know, plucked his beard, plucked the hair out of his beard. They, they set that crown of thorns, and they just mashed it into his brow. And then they're casting lots. Jesus is looking at this while he's hung up. They're casting lots. You've got the religious leaders of that day. These religious leaders, they're sneering at him. If if you're God, come on now, show us. You know, then you got the two criminals, one on his left, one on his right. It says in another account in the gospels that both criminals at the start were hurling insults at him. And then you you got the people just standing around, standing around doing nothing, hurling the insults also. But Jesus, the first thing he does is pray for them. He prays for them. And he says that they don't know. Church, listen to me. There's so many people out there in this world that don't know. They don't know what they're doing. They don't know that they're doing wrong. They have no clue of who Jesus is. They have never heard the gospel. Jesus says to go and make disciples. That's what he wants us to do. And we got to put Jesus bigger than us and be willing to do that. God gives each and every one of us a spiritual gift. He does. He does. It's, It's a fact. Tune in to what that is and also be willing to get out your comfort zone and share. Share with those that don't know it, Share with those that don't know it. That's what Jesus was doing at the cross. Now, when he said forgive, it didn't mean that they were going to be forgiven right then. We know that through him, that's why he died on the cross, so that forgiveness could be received. And it's up to us through faith, believing in him, that he is the Son of God, he is our Lord and Savior, that we get this forgiveness. But it was set up. He set up. He did it. He fulfilled it. He fulfilled the law. And that's what makes Jesus great. That's what makes Jesus bigger than me. That's what makes Jesus bigger than you. That's what makes Jesus bigger than all of us. The soldiers were casting lots. Here's something that I think we can, we can learn from this there were four soldiers there. Back then, the guys wore basically five pieces of clothing. I can't name them all. But sandals and a hat was optional. So you could have up to seven. But Jesus had five pieces of clothing. There were four soldiers. So they had already divided up four of the pieces. Now they got down to this last piece. This last piece is called, it's called a tunic, I believe. And it's a seamless garment. In other words, it ain't, got, it ain't got no hems on it or anything. And it was woven from top to bottom. This thing was, it, it was woven for comfort. And the Jewish men wore this. It it meant status. It it meant holiness. It meant it was valuable. It was valuable. So instead of these guys ripping it up, you know, and dividing it, which it wouldn't have had any worth, they kept it. And they said, let's cast lots for it. Because here's what those guys, here's what the soldiers would do. This wasn't their first crucifixion, y'all. It was common back then. It was real common. They kept the items that the people had. And they could take them, they could sell them. That was perks of the job. That's what they did. It was materialism. Getting what they wanted, what they wanted, what they wanted. What we can get and what we can get and what we can get. And we fall into that trap so many times. Christian or not, that's what we do. We fall into it. Y'all, we cannot effectively, we cannot effectively share the vision that God has here if we're materialistic. We can. not We gotta be generous. We got to be generous. Here you had the Son of God in front of these guys, and they couldn't see it. All they could see was getting something of worldly value for themselves. For themselves. In 1 John 2, 16 and 17, it says, for everything in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life comes not from the Father, but from the world. The world and its desires pass away, but whoever does the will of God lives forever. Y'all, had Jesus right in front of them. They had Jesus right in front of them. And they just didn't, they just didn't know. We want to be a place where lives are changed. And for lives to be changed, we got to know. We got to know who he is. We got to know who Jesus is. How can others know if we don't know? That's the first thing today that I want you to remember. We got to know it. And I ain't talking about just knowing who Jesus is. You can read the the books, you can read this, that, and the other. Get into the Word, and it'll speak to you because it's life. This Word is living. Becomes real because it is real. He always has been, and He always will be. He always will be. Then we look at the people just standing around in in this story. Said they just, you know, they stood there and they they watched. Another thing we can learn from this. How, How many of us have come to church all our lives, but basically all we've done is just taken up a spot on Sunday? Just sat in the chair, listened to the preacher, go out not listen to what God tells you to do, and the rest of the week live like hell? I've been guilty of that. Been guilty of that many, many years, many years. Just listen. Y'all, we got to get off our tails. We do. Jesus didn't build this place for us to just come and sit in. Jesus built this place for us to come worship him, for us to get filled, for us to just give our all out to him, for us to deny ourselves. Deny everything about us and give him total surrender. Give him the glory that's due to him. But these people, they just stood and watched. They stood and watched and mocked. And that's all they did. They didn't know. But we know. We know. Then it talks about the religious leaders. Man, They sat and mocked him and sneered at him and just, you know, if if you'd have chosen one, come on down, you know, all that. They wanted wanted proof. They were skeptical. They they wanted proof. And and, and you know what? They had had no problem with what's going on. They're being very sarcastic, you know, about this. Y'all, these were the religious leaders of the time. They knew the prophecies. They, They knew that there was a Messiah coming. They knew, they knew, they knew, they knew the law. They knew all of this. But it was getting into their pocketbook. And so they, they degraded Jesus. They said he was a, a lunatic. They said he was a, a blasphemer. And all this to keep doing what they wanted to do in their legalistic way. We as a church can fall guilty of that too, can't we? Think we know more than somebody else? You know, we, we, we want to fix people. And I, I ran into this past couple of weeks, uh, uh, de- dealing with someone and trying to encourage them and trying to help them, and it ended up that I started, you know, wanting to fix them instead of encouraging them and let God do his work. We, we should be encouraging. We should be encouraging. We should not shy away from the truth by no means but we should always be encouraging and not assault. It's like, a, like an assault. A lot of times in the church, we, we'll assault people. You know, we'll just, we'll, we'll try to ram Jesus down their throat and that's not what Jesus did. He came to seek and save the lost. You know, he came and he, he, he ate with the tax collectors and the sinners and, and the lowest of the lows. Thank you, Jesus. But these religious leaders, they wanted Proof. And I hear people say, if God's real, just, just, why, why doesn't he show himself? Really, y'all, really? Is that really what we want? Man, he's already done it all. He created us. He died for us. He created this world. He created them squirrel monkeys that give me a fit. He has. He's, he doesn't have to prove anything to anybody. He's God. He's God but he proved his love for us, a love that we just degrade and don't take for real and and just take for granted, and just take for granted. How do we do this today in church? You know? and, And here's something real simple. The music's too loud. The lights are too bright, or the lights ain't bright enough. The kind of music. You ain't got no coat and tie. You ain't got no theological degree. All kind of things that we do that elevates us up instead of Jesus. And don't get me wrong. Listen, we want to make everybody just as comfortable as we can. But if we took a vote, we'd probably have... So many saying it's too loud, and then there's going to say, some that this is great, it's not loud enough. And we're going to have some that say, hey, the lights are fine with me, and others are going to say, no, nah, they're, they're just too bright, they hurt my eyes. We're always going to have this. That's our human nature. We, we, we have differences. God gave us a different fingerprint, and he's going to make us difference in some of those things. So I'm not beating up on you about that. But when we, when we start using that kind of thing to discourage Someone, no, don't don't come to that church, man, that music's too loud and stuff like that. We're hindering people from coming to hear the word of God. Because I'm going to tell you, the gospel's preached at Connection Church. And it's going to be preached. And we're going to be obedient. We're going to listen to God and do what he says. We are. So let's remember that. Let's remember that in, in ourselves. The little thing that Satan wants to use to get your mind off the big picture of sharing the love of Christ with someone else. With someone else. Then it says the soldiers, you know, they'd already got all his clothes, got, got everything they could from him. They come back and uh, just start hurling insults at him again, too. See, but what they were doing there is they were just trying to fit in with the crowd. They, they wanted to fit in with those religious leaders because those religious leaders had a little status, you know. They had status and people listened to them, so they got in agreement with them. And so when they did, this has just started up more turmoil. How many of us go with what the crowd's doing in our lives? How many of us tend to get with certain folks and and then do certain things? We know it's not right. We know we shouldn't do it. But we do it anyway, and then we start setting a witness that God doesn't want us to set for people. Have you thought about that? because not only do we need to know that Jesus is Christ we need to show it Amen. we need to show it in the way we live our lives we need to show it at work we need to show it at the house we need to show it everywhere we are cuz that is the opportunity that we have to share the love of Christ with someone else with sharing it with someone else are you doing that is it worth it to walk away from that water cooler at work when those jokes are being told Is it worth it when all the liquor and the beer and everything gets to getting getting good out there at the ball games and stuff like that? Can you walk away? When that someone asks you, hey, meet me at the motel. I won't nobody know. It'll be all right. No, it won't. No, it won't. How are you living your life? Are you bigger than Christ or is he bigger than you? Psalm 118, verses 8 and 9 says It is better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in humans, it is better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in princes trust in him y'all trust in him when we get scared when we get anxious when we we try to witness when when we go out and we're tackling the things of this world remember that the things here on this earth are temporary God says you know what suffer now glory later Satan says glory now Suffer later. There's a difference. There's a difference. We go through trials and tribulations. Jesus promises it. He went through it. But you know what? Jesus is not asking you to do anything that he hadn't already done. He hadn't already done. When we surrender and become disciples of Christ, it doesn't mean we're going to be a martyr. But that's what Jesus asks of us. Are you willing to die for me if I call you to do so? Are you? Are you a disciple? Have you surrendered to it? In verses 40 through 42, this is the criminals. The lowest of the low, the worst of the worst. I'm gonna read those scriptures again. It says, But the other, but the other criminal rebuked him. Don't you fear God, he says, since you are under the same sentence? We were punished justly, for we are getting what we, our deeds deserve. But this man has done nothing wrong. Then he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. In 43, Jesus answered him, I tell you the truth today. You will be with me in paradise. You see what's happening here? You're on one side, you got, the, you got the criminal that just, he, he wanted to get down. He, he wanted to get out of his situation. He said, if you are the Christ, save yourself and us. Oh, how many times have I done this? God, if you'll just, if you'll just get me out of this situation, I promise I won't ever drink again. You know, just help me, God. Just help me, God. And only a night or two later, be right back drunk as a skunk. How many times do we ask God just to get us out of something? Just to get us out of where we're at. Get, get us out of what's going on. Knowing fully well that we have not surrendered it and want it to truly change. We just want out of it then. I just about guarantee you if Jesus would have got that criminal down right then within a matter of weeks he'd have been hung back over on the cross. He'd have went right back to what he was doing. Are you doing that? Are you surrendering what God's asking you to surrender to him? That's, that's the question. Are you doing that? As we do, that's what it helps us to be able to be disciples for others. Because listen, if, if we want If we're gonna teach and we want others to turn the other cheek, y'all, we gotta turn the other cheek. If we want people to, to pray, then we need to show them that we pray and live that lifestyle. If we want them to know Jesus, they need to see that you know Jesus and that he is your life and that he is your life. Then the other criminal I love this because it's just, it's just the, the picture of what God asks of us. You know, He goes, he goes you know, why, why, are you, why are you taunting this man? You know, we're getting what we deserve. This criminal realized what he was. He realized he was a sinner. He realized he was a thief. He realized he had done wrong. He realized he couldn't get down from the cross. And he didn't ask. He accepted what he was getting because he was getting his punishment justly. But he saw something different. In Jesus, he saw something different. This is just, this is totally my opinion, but I think he saw that Jesus wasn't dying for himself. Jesus was dying for others. I believe that's what the, the criminal saw. And he asked him, you know, God, remember me when you go into your kingdom. Now, see, Jesus was unrecognizable, they say. Even his own mother couldn't recognize him. He had been beaten and all so bad. So it ain't what he looked like. It was the nature of him and who he was. And that's what he did. And Jesus did what? He promised him that that day he would be in heaven with him. People, I'm here to tell you today is the day of salvation. Today is the day of salvation if you don't know it. If you do not know Jesus, today is that day. You're not promised tomorrow. We just aren't. Today is the day of salvation. Verse 47 says the centurion when he saw what happened, he started praising God. And he says, surely this is a righteous man. Now, this is, one of the guys that, this is one of the guys that, you know, crucified him, was in charge of that. Let's take a look at what else was going on. If we look in Matthew, it gives a little, a little more descriptive detail. Matthew 27, 51, 52 says, at that moment, the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. The earth shook, the rock split, and the tombs broke open. The bodies of many holy people who had died were raised to life. Man, I don't know about y'all, but y'all, y'all think about it. If you were standing there, if you were this guy, I mean, it's dark. There's an earthquake happening. The, 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 the big temple shaking. Would you have been able to stay there? And praise God. This guy came to realization that Jesus was who he was. Surely this is a righteous man. Surely this is. Would you have stayed? Or would you have run? God tells us, you know, in all our circumstances, that he's with us. He promises to never leave us or forsake us. That's how this guy did, because he knew. He knew who Jesus was. Do you know who Jesus is in your life? When when, when, when things just feel like, oh no, God, I can't take another step, do you know he's with you? Because he is. He is. In verse 48, it said to people, Beat their breast and they went away. The ones that were just standing there and watching. When you beat your breast back in those days, what it meant was that that you were in anguish. In other words, uh uh-oh, I have messed up. That they knew something wasn't right about what they were doing. But yet they just they just went away. They went home. How many of us today that don't know Christ, but have heard the truth of the gospel today? well just do this and then go back out and walk away today how many of us will do that how many of us will walk away knowing that God is convicting your heart of something that you need to let go of to him something that's, that's elevating you higher than you allowing him to be elevated so that's the question that I've asked Are you bigger than Jesus with your life or is Jesus bigger in your life? Have you surrendered to him? Are you a disciple? Are you saved? Do you have that relationship with Jesus Christ? I'm here to tell you it's the most important thing in anyone's life is that assurance of salvation. Do you know? Do you know? I'm gonna ask if anyone is God is speaking to your heart and you know you need that relationship. You know you want that relationship. You know that you can't live this life on your own. That you know that there's nothing you can do. Not all the good works in the world have given you satisfaction and that you know that that's not going to get you to heaven but you want what will and that's faith in Jesus Christ because he died on the cross for you. If that's you today, I'm just going to ask you to raise your hand. I'm going to ask you to raise your hand because we want to celebrate with you. It says the angels in heaven celebrate. Is there anyone today that this is your day for salvation? Anybody? alright how about the rest of us I had to lay down some things this week I had to repent and ask God for forgiveness and his mercy is great and he does the altar is going to be open in front of the stage here is what we call it just prayer team if you will They'll meet you on the side if there's a specific prayer that you need, a specific prayer that you want. We're here for you. I'm here for you. Several other staff are here for you. Or if there's just something you just want to come and kneel down and just talk to God about. Whatever it is. Whether it's something you want to lay down or just something you want to praise Him for, something you want to thank Him. I'm going to ask you just to start getting up and start moving. I'm going to pray for us and then we'll be dismissed. Just leave quietly and let those that come just have, have their time. Thank y'all. Remember, it's bigger than me. It's bigger than all of us. And we serve an awesome God who can meet all our needs. Dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you for this day. We thank you for all that you are, God. We thank you for how big that you are. Just We can't even comprehend it, God. Dear Lord, I thank you how you change lives. I, I, just, I thank you and praise you for how you're using Connection Church, dear Lord, to just to reach out. Dear God, we know it's more than a blue shirt or more than an orange shirt. We know it's the heart that you give us. We we know it's what you give us to be able to share. We know it all comes from you, God. And we thank you for it. I ask you to bless each and every one that's in this room today and those that couldn't come, dear God. Dear Lord, that you might touch their hearts in a way That a fire burns and that they must go and share your love with someone else. Draw them to yourself, Lord. It's you that does the saving. Use us in any way that you see fit. And we surrender that to you. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen.